when it comes to men's underwear, if you aren't wearing Tommy John's, you're not achieving your best comfort level. I don't know why they don't come to me. I mean, I'm probably the most, it would be most comfortable hearing underwear talk from me, don't you think? I think everyone in the world wants to hear you talking about the hammock pouch Yeah, I think so too. Uh, too. I'm sure. Especially the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) Um, So uh, they've got the air mesh interior hammock. They've got the moisture wicking fabric. They've got four times the stretch of competing brands. You probably know uh, some of the stuff, but the bottom line is they're the perfect fit. You're absolutely going to love them. And uh, Tommy John does not have customers. They have fanatics. And once you get a pair of Tommy John, you're not going to want to go any other direction. Uh, Really cool added bonus. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Tommy John's anniversary month. So whether you're trying them for the first time or a longtime fan, you get 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash Beck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Beck today for 25% off. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. See site for details. Radio show starts here in just a second. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have uh, some news for you on your finances. We're going to talk a little bit about ESG, mainly around what Elon Musk just said. Elon Musk said, I'm increasingly convinced that corporate ESG is the devil incarnate. Kind of a bold statement from him. I back him up on that. Also, Another piece of Elon Musk news. Remember last week he was talking about, maybe I just start a competition to Twitter. Maybe I just, you know what? I got to start my own social media. And then he decided, I'm going to become the major shareholder in Twitter. He now owns more shares of Twitter than anyone else. So far, it is a silent partner. He doesn't get any board seats, but... That could change. Are we on the verge of real freedom of speech again in the mainstream? We begin there in 60 seconds. Looking back at the uh, world of cyber safety in 2021, it was a big year for data breaches. LinkedIn, the public uh, information scrape, was more than 700 million the adult webcam site strip chat i didn't even strip chat oh okay had 200 million of its records stolen by cyber criminals the importance of identity theft protection has never been more vital it is important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting your life 
Now, nobody can prevent everything, but I will tell you that LifeLock is there. They will help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale at the dark web. If they detect that your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert and give you access to a whole team of restoration specialists if you become a victim. So, get LifeLock by Norton now. Save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. So, uh, Elon, Elon Musk, um, I'm increasingly convinced that corporate ESG is the devil incarnate. This is really good news. There are some people that are now big players that are starting to talk about this uh, as a reality. I mean, there is such a disconnect. Anyone who tells you this is not what's going on. It's no longer Glenn Beck's crazy theory and Glenn Beck's crazy book. There are so many people, and for instance, um, NYU professor of finance, Aswath, uh, is it Damaran, has been writing about ESG. Listen to what he said. When I first wrote about ESG two years ago, I did so because I was skeptical of the unquestioning belief that people had in its success. Amen. This is this is one of the things that really bothers me about this is everybody is just so convinced that this is all going to work when they're talking about when I first read the World Economic Forum website and they were unveiling all of their plans. When I got to the food thing, I realized these people are criminally insane. They are criminally insane. You're going to take. 10,000 years of farming and flush it down the toilet and come up with a new system of farming, literally from seed to plate. And you're going to do that in eight years? Really? Wow. That's not criminally insane or criminally arrogant at all. Anyway, he said, I initially believed that it was a flawed concept that needed fixing. But after two years of interactions with people who claim to know the concept really well, but don't seem capable of making solid cases for it and witnessing its takeover by well-heeled entities with agendas, I'm convinced that there will soon be room for only two types of people in the ESG space. The first will be the useful idiots, well-meaning individuals who believe that they are advancing the cause of goodness as they toil in the trenches of ESG measurement services, ESG arms of consulting firms, and ESG investment funds. The second will be the feckless knaves who know fully well the void behind the concept, but see an opportunity to make money. I know those are not edifying choices, but I don't see any good ones other than leaving the ESG space completely. Good luck. That's uh, pretty damning. Now, let's couple this to the real world. CNBC uh, has just run a, uh, a, an op-ed, A New World Order is Emerging and the World is Not Ready for It. 
This is written by the chief executive officer of the Atlantic Council. And so, you know, somebody who was like, yay, world order. Uh, But he says that we're not ready for it at all. He said, um, are we ready for the new world order? That's the provocative title of the panel that led off the ambitiously named World Government Summit uh, last week. And it was framed to suggest that a new world order is emerging and the world's not ready for it. There has been a proliferation of writing about who will shape the future world order since uh, Vladimir Putin launched his invasion in Ukraine. Uh, The tempting conclusion, should Ukraine survive as an independent, sovereign and democratic country, the U.S. and Europe-backed forces will regain momentum against the uh, previously ascendant Russian-Chinese forces of authoritarianism, oppression and, in at least Putin's case, evil. I think we can say that about China, too. Can we can we pony up maybe to the big boy table just for a second and say, yeah, I think we can call the regime in China evil. Uh, Sounds like good news, but there's a downside. My conversations in Dubai at the World Government Summit and the Atlantic Council's Global Energy Forum show little enthusiasm or conviction for this bifurcated vision of the future. The Middle Eastern participants have no interest in abandoning abandoning relations with China, the leading trading partner for Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, or breaking with Russia, which established itself as a force to be reckoned with when it saved Syrian President Bashir al-Assad through its military invention in its war. Beyond that, our Middle East partners have lost confidence in America's commitment to global leadership or confidence following last year's botched Afghanistan withdrawal. They're also experiencing whiplash from the Trump administration that trashed the nuclear deal with Iran to Biden's administration, which they feel is pursuing it without sufficiently factoring in Tehran's regional aggression. In all my many years in the Middle East over the years, I have never heard this level of frustration from Mideast government officials with American policymakers. So he goes on to talk about how there have been now three attempts to organize the world. And he said it was the Treaty of Versailles and the League of Nations which got into European fascism and everything else. Then World War II. And you had the Marshall Plan and Bretton Woods. Then uh, you had uh, the third effort, he says, is the Cold World, a Cold War ending, where it became a unipolar world. And now it's this one. Now, I can't take any more people saying this is, uh, you know, a hoax. It's not really happening. Why would you think? Why are all of the biggest magazines think tanks scholars all talking about this including our president saying that there is a new world order you must break out of the box of your thinking this is happening now how it happens i don't know but one of the things that is happening is Russia and China are trying to collapse our dollar because we're trying to collapse Russia. So what did Russia do this weekend? Russia, the Bank of Russia, uh, has resumed gold purchases. 
More importantly, they are now fixing the ruble, 5,000 rubles per one gram of gold. So they're on a quasi gold standard now. If they attach a gold standard to the rubles, this is this is what the Bank of Russia is now doing. If they've already said we're going to shut down all oil and gas exports unless you buy it in rubles. Well, nobody wants rubles. They knew that. So now Russia has said we're on a gold standard. Now, it's not exactly that, but it's close enough. So you can take gold and send it to Russia. They'll give you the rubles. You buy the oil. You give the rubles back. They're stocking up on gold. This will be very, very bad for the United States. It'll be good, you know. For gold prices, if you have that, unfortunately, I don't think the United States has a lot of that. And will it work? Yes. Listen to this. This is from the CEO of BASF, which I'm not sure what they make other than they're a petrochemical company. And it's, you know, you if you watch like remember the days when you used to watch Sunday morning TV shows uh, on politics and it'd be like BASF. We make everything you need. Okay, like what? Everything. Well, they had the company that said, like, we make the things that you like better. So then they have yeah, like a maybe. slogan like yeah. that. They don't yeah. make the things you, you need. They make the things you need better. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, they make everything from, I don't know, tape to styrofoam to, uh, well, in this case, they, they make uh, fertilizer as well. So he did a um, the CEO just did an, an interview because they're talking about in Germany. Uh, what, what do we do without gas from Russia? And the new chancellor's like, don't worry about it. Just turn your uh, temperature down by two degrees. It'll be fine. And BASF is like, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. That's not going to work. They said, he said, we could be energy independent maybe in five years. But if they shut things down, Russia covers 55% of German natural gas. He said, many, many things would uh, collapse here. We'd have high levels of unemployment. Many companies would go bankrupt. It would lead to irreversible damage. It would put the German economy into its worst crisis since the Weimar Republic, many small, medium-sized company in particular, it would mean the end. We can't risk it. A delivery stop for a short time would perhaps open the eyes of many on both sides. It'd make clear the magnitude of the consequences. But if we don't get more Russian gas for a long time, we have a problem here in Germany. People often make no connection at all between a boycott and their own job. As if our economy and prosperity are set in stone. This is such an American problem. It will be a catastrophe. And we will feel it clearly next year more than this one. Because most of the fertilizers that the farmers need this year has already been bought. In 2023, there will be a shortage in poor countries in particular. For example, in Africa, will no longer be able to afford basic foodstuffs. This is a risk of famine. Okay, all right. Maybe we, maybe we should um, think about the whole new 
global order thing a little differently. Maybe we should all sit down and have a chat together. I'm just saying. Now, let me give you two other things. Uh, in Ukraine, they can't even get the tractors out. This is this is plant, you know, seeding time, field seeding time. And uh, they can't even get the tractors out because of the drones up in the air. The, the farmers are like, I'd rather not get blown off uh, my tractor with by a bomb. Uh, and so they're not planting the fields. They say um, it could go down as much as uh, 20% of the usual output. That might be a problem. Uh, they can't get the fertilizers. They can't get the fertilizer in China. In fact, uh, China is only going to produce about 40% of what it normally uh, what it normally does. And the good news um texas kansas north dakota oklahoma new york are showing the largest disc uh, decreases in overall cropland this year uh they are planning on in just those five states uh planning on decreasing the plantings only by almost two million acres so that's not going to be a problem they are growing more so soybeans but about 40 percent less corn so we can have soy and that soy sauce let me tell you something that soy sauce never goes bad i have soy sauce in my in my refrigerator you know like right next to the butter tray it's fantastic i've got like a year supply well at this rate now it'll change if we all get hungry but at this rate i have a lifetime supply of soy sauce and it never goes bad are they planting enough ducks for duck sauce? Because uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm concerned about that yeah, one. Yeah, that a one, duck sauce that shortage one goes a lot faster <laughs> yeah. than the soy does. All right. Sun Tzu pointed to the importance of knowing one's enemy. Well, who is the enemy? There's a great story that's uh, it was a Washington Post today uh, that was uh, saying, you know, I got to tell you, Joe Biden's economy is great. It's just inflation. You want somebody to blame, blame the Fed. Well, yes, except the Fed is in bed with the federal government. I should say the leftists of the government. Uh, if you want to you want somebody to pin the blame on just so we can fix the problem, not just to point fingers, but to fix the problem, it would be the Federal Reserve. Now, I don't know if you know the scary story of how it came to be, but it is the creature from Jekyll Island. This is a new book by the Tuttle Twins, and it's part of their series. But I, this one is so important. I think everybody should read this one, even Ben Bernanke. It is the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It is all about the Fed. It's all about the tyranny of anybody that is like the Fed that can just print money and what it does and why it causes inflation. Most people don't understand what inflation is. They just know it's bad. I need the government to print more money so I have more money. Or I need, I need my boss to give me a raise so I have more money. Okay, without controlling the Fed, both of those really bad solutions because it'll only make inflation worse. You need to understand how our money works. And this is this is made for kids. But I have to tell you, you'll learn a ton. If I hadn't read the actual, you know, thousand page book creature from Jekyll Island, 
I would need this book, too. The Tuttle Twins giving away this book about money and inflation. It is free. All you have to pay for is shipping. Read this with your family. I don't care if you're 90 and your kids are 55 years old. Read this to your family. Everybody needs this. Tuttle Twins, they're giving this book away free. Just pay for shipping. Do it now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The creature from Jekyll Island. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, did, did, yes, Stu. I was going to tell you, uh, BASF, we don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. That's a solid slogan. It I, is. I remember but it thinking, doesn't, like, it's wait, also, you're not, what are you doing? Right. I, don't, I don't know. What, what have you done? <laughs> it's also a little <laughs> like a CIA slogan, isn't yeah. it? You still don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I mean, they just claim me to make everybody else's work better. Oh, my gosh. Is, it a, is there a chance that BASF hmm. is the company in severance? Have you seen that? No. You haven't seen that on uh, on Apple? I have not. It is, is it it's good? the bizarre, it's this most bizarre thing. Severance is something where uh, this company has designed a way they do something top secret. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And they found a way to put a chip into your head and it separates your work life from the rest of your life. So you go in this elevator and it turns on the chip and you don't remember your other life. So whether you're finishing work and you're going down, it turns your work off. So you have a complete void. You have no idea what you're working on. Okay. This is an incredible opportunity for the woke culture. Oh, imagine if these companies could just turn turn off off. their employees' nonsense as they came to work. It would be great. This would would be be fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. But I think maybe that's BASF. Because they make your work day. We don't make better. the thing. We don't make the things you use. We make the things you use better, and in ways where even our employees don't know exactly what we do. I think I'd have a problem though. I think with that invention in particular, where they, you know, work is just going to be like, ah, forgot to switch it back to your private yeah. life. Sorry about that. You know, and I would also really kind of hate it if this was BASF because they're a German company. Hmm. Let's make sure we're very clear on what German (laughs) companies are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guess who's not laughing at preppers anymore? Everyone. Uh, People are just at the very beginning of going... Hey, wait a minute. Food shortages? What? Our world is in the beginning of a major crisis, and it's going to impact everything from food to gasoline, energy prices. Your your grocery. Did you hear in Germany today, the prices on all products in the grocery store went up 20 baseline, 20 percent to top of 50 percent today. Imagine that coming. Imagine that coming to a grocery store near you. May I suggest you, you check out My Patriot Supply right now? MyPatriotSupply.com. Uh, 
What? My Patriot Supply. dot com. Okay. Order, uh, order more of their uh, emergency food kits. Make sure your family is prepared. You'll get your order shipped to you quickly as possible. Uh, and it's free shipping. Your order is in an unmarked box, so nobody knows you're getting it. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Well, the world is waking up to ESGs today, thanks to Elon Musk, but you've known about it for a long time. You can get all the details at glensnewbook.com. My disinterest in awards shows continues uh, <laughs> unabated. Uh, however, there are a couple of things that are kind of interesting about the Grammys that happened last night. Uh, Zelensky uh appeared and i think that is really interesting there was a big push for him uh to be on the oscars and he didn't respond or anything else and i think he knows americans hate the oscars <laughs> and hate, he didn't want to be a part of that hollywood crowd yeah, i'll bet you uh, maybe i mean i don't know how much we love our mus- musicians more no maybe. but i, I think it's more popular it doesn't have the backlash that the uh, the oscars has probably true and he, yeah. it certainly would have been overshadowed by what why the the whole will smith situation at the yeah. oscars anyway so that would i think out. even even what happened louis ck got a grammy i think this is way more fascinating than anything that's happened in any of these award shows yeah i think it's bigger than again he got he got uh you know off the front page Zelensky because louis ck a he did an album right uh and he was nominated for a grammy i didn't know that he was it was cool to be Louis C.K. again. No, I, I don't think it is. That's what I think is the most <laughs> fascinating part about this uh, is he released an album on his own website. None of the streamings or like nowhere else you could find it. You could only find it on his website. Wow. Uh, and uh, wow. Yeah. Just on his own. Unannounced. Just released it. And so it comes out and there's no buzz about it because there's no sales there's, yeah i mean, I mean sales know. for him yeah but nothing he's not climbing a chart nope. or anything there's no way to verify its existence or power yeah and louis ck is a guy who was caught up in the me too you know thing that happened mm-hmm. but has not at least in my mind had the moment where people step back and say yeah maybe we reacted poorly to that maybe maybe we overreact like aziz ansari is another comedian yeah. he got caught up in the me too thing was sort of canceled for a time and then people sort of stepped back and said wait a minute like we there's we don't have anything on this guy this is crazy he shouldn't be canceled and then he was back on netflix again mm-hmm. right like it, there was that process where everyone said okay that one was we went too far on that one mm-hmm. a little bit that did not happen with Louis C.K. Now, Louis C.K., I, th- I think, was um, an example of, I don't think he acted like a good guy. I think he's very creepy, a little weird. Yeah. But never was was even accused of doing something that he did not have consent to do. On. It was uh, just weird. It was like, we, he was weird. He was doing stuff to himself in other people's presence after he asked for consent. And the claim was... That th- these women felt as if they couldn't say no, so they said yes and state. So I don't now, know. I, I don't, don't know any uh, female comedian that would have a problem going. Uh, You're gonna what? No, if you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right. So I mean, I've always thought that Louis C.K. thing, you know, was a little strange the way it was handled. Yeah. But that's not like the mainstream Let's view. Not used the way it was handled. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so he releases this album, and somehow not only gets nominated for a Grammy. 
but wins. Yeah. Wins best comedy album. That shows white guys just don't pay for their crimes. And of course, that's what everyone's reaction is, which is bizarre because Aziz Ansari, who is not white, got right back on Netflix a few months later. Right. Uh, after his allegations. Uh, as far as I know, Bill Cosby did a lot more than I, any of these people. Yeah. And he's out of prison. <laughs> so I don't know. I will tell you what's what's crazy is uh, uh, I think this is happening just because so many people are just done with it. They won't say it out loud, but I think they're just done with it. Maybe you're right, but these are like Grammy voters. This isn't right. I think they're done with it. They won't say out loud. It's a secret ballot. You think? I don't think he would have won a Grammy if everybody had to raise their hand. I think you're totally right on yeah. that. I totally right. And, yeah. and and if you have not heard, I mean, look, Louis C.K. was always very talented. It's a really funny album. I mean, it's really, really a good special. And I'm, it deserves to win. I mean, it was really good, but it. I'm shocked did that the he guy, actually won uh, this thing. Did the guy who did, what was it, Inside? What was his name? Oh, so good. yes. Did he, he didn't win? I don't know that if he was, was even brilliant. Was he nominated for that? That was a Bo Burnham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, was brilliant. I remember there was some weirdness about where he was nominated. He like he wasn't nominated in best mm. comedy album for some reason, mm. like our best comedy musical album. I don't know. There was something like that because uh. they they looked at they talked about it because of it's a lot of songs in yeah. that one. Uh, in case you haven't seen did, it, did uh, uh, did Billie Eilish win anything? I don't know. You, I mean, she won your heart. I I think. Well, no, I I'm <laughs> a fan of Billie Eilish and her brother. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're amazing. The, the, he produces mm-hmm. all the music, right? He's a big producer, yeah. and he's also a songwriter and singer himself. Mm-hmm. And I like him better than than her. But um, man, I went, uh, I, I flew to Phoenix this uh, uh, weekend with my daughter, uh, my older, my uh, second oldest daughter, Hannah, and she's a big fan. I'm a big fan, and so we we went. I, that, this is a bizarre scene. Glenn you, Beck. At you a went Billie- to Billie Eilish <laughs> in. Yeah, Phoenix. in Vegas? No, Phoenix. Oh, in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, I, I just want to imagine that crowd. Huh. Was yeah. there anyone taking video of you at the? No. At oh, I, I no. want some twenty-year-old to recognize you and turn around and take video of this and post it on the internet. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I mean, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah took video. I mean, we could post that. Mm. Uh, but it was, uh, it was interesting. What? First of all, all these people, and I, I, I kind of sensing this from you. You hate Billie Eilish? No, I don't hate her. Oh, okay. No. All right. That's like others better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. And you know what? The reason why I started listening to it is because Mm -hmm. my son got in the car and uh, he said, uh, have you heard this song, dad? This is what all the really uh, dark goth girls are listening to in school. (laughs) And I'm like, you got a lot of those. (laughs) And uh, and so I listened to it and I'm like, this is about suicide. This is really this is not good. And then so I started really listening and I listened to her lyrics and then I started doing my homework on it. She's actually and she proved me to be absolutely right. It's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It's up with Michael Buble. Mm. Um, She has the same effect on her audience that Michael Buble has. I've never been to any show, any show where the spotlight 40 to 60 percent of the time is not on the artist. Okay, she's singing. Mm-hmm. But even the jumbotrons, they were grainy because it was so dark on her. It, it, she does not make it about her, uh, which is weird to mm-hmm. see. The lights are up on the audience a good portion of the time. And I've never been to a, a concert where every song, everyone is standing the entire time, unless she says sit down. 
everyone standing and they're all singing at the top of their lungs. I mean, you heard the audience almost at parody with her. It was bizarre. Mm. I, I wouldn't like I, I go to an, a concert to hear the artist. <laughs> Me too. Not the audience. Me too. And so. ta- and uh, Hannah said the same thing beforehand. I said, I'm going to be really pissed if I'm just hearing all these people who can't sing. But it became a really cool experience. Hmm. Very, very different. Um, and her message, her, and, and I knew this, I became a fan of hers when I started reading about her and her brother and how they work. She is, she's dark. He's yeah. light. Wasn't she's there dark. serious depression with her? Serious oh, yeah. depression. Uh-huh. Um, and she, she writes about the things that she experiences, um, A, to get it out of her system and to conquer it. It's the way she kind of conquers things. But also, she writes and sings about them because she knows other girls are going through the same thing. Mm. And so, like, the, the first song was, was, I don't know, it might have been a, I want to off myself or whatever. Uh, it was a really dark song um, with dark imagery. And right out of all of this, she says, you know, these nightmares are not true. These are, we all have them. We all have these kinds of thoughts and fears mm-hmm. and we have to listen to each other and be there for one another. And that's what tonight's all about. This concert, all of you, I always want, I don't care who you're sitting next to, but we're here for each other. And it was a really cool experience and very mm. different than anything people my age are used to. And mm. I thought it was great. Thought it was really good. Did you throw your underwear up on stage? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Cover the whole stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Draped over the entire drum set, <laughs> including the drummer. It was weird. Wow. Uh, by the way, I'm at the uh, age where I have I have a nine and a ten year old, and I listen to uh, a decent amount of kids bop. Yeah. Now, Kids mm. Bop, if you don't know, is you know it's a long series of albums. You know, thirty albums or something, where they do the biggest hits of the year. And it's usually kids singing them. Um, mm-hmm. Now it is all oh, kids singing them. Um, and and so, but they're safe. They're safe. So okay. they take yeah. songs that have very bad lyrics and they change them. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to one the other day, and and it's a song. I think they're mm-hmm. it's it's country song. It's the Applebee song, the country Applebee song. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, bougie like Applebee's. Uh, I don't okay, know. huge, 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 huge song. I can't believe I'm the only person in the world that's ever heard this in this room. It's it's amazing. But anyway, they talk about natties, meaning like you know beer, natty ice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, right? And they change it mm-hmm. to soda. So in the so yeah. it's like bougie like soda, which again I don't know why <laughs> soda. It's soda. Be, yeah. But I'm you know we're listening to this kids bop, and all of a sudden they get to I had a dream by Billie Eilish. Which is literally a song about like killing, killing yourself, yourself. right? Yeah. Like she's the whole song is <laughs> the about entire, her. the entire, <laughs> the all the lyrics. Have to be, it could include like the bridge, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's about like when she jumps off a bridge. Yeah. If I remember right, you tell me if I'm yeah. wrong, Glenn. She goes she to jump the golden bridge. gate. She jumps, jumps off a bridge. bridge. And she has a dream about it, and she thought it was a nightmare because she was killing herself. And then she realized that's actually what I wanted in the end, anyway, is to be dead. Uh, Basically, what happens, and it turns around. It only turns around in the lyrics. So, do you know the Do you know the story behind Mm -hmm. the song? It's amazing. Yes, I heard the whole. There's a whole podcast out about this, uh, which is really interesting. And I, I happened to listen to it at one point. And the story is fascinating, and it, it it winds up obviously in a in a happy place. She she didn't land uh, obviously because she's still alive and doing concerts for Glenn Beck and his underwear. So this is she didn't die. That's the good news, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I don't know if if you need to have a kids' bop no. version so about what suicide. What do the lyrics say? What do you mean? What do the lyrics say? Uh, on the kids' side, it how do you make say, that? I mean, when I was listening to it, I didn't see much change at all. You okay. can't. Don't think. No, I don't think you need that. Okay, <laughs> I think the if you listen, if you've never heard this song, which apparently in this room no one's heard any songs, uh, but if 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 you've <laughs> never heard, <laughs> if you've never heard this song, it's it's not quite obvious. It's not like, hey, I went to the bridge and killed myself. It's a little more oh, artistic, pretty, yeah, uh, you know, barely a little bit like yeah. you wouldn't necessarily hear. I had a dream. I thought it was a nightmare, but it turned out to be good. It sounds like it could be anything. Yeah. There are parts of it, though, that I think are are specific to suicide. But yeah, might go over kids heads. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think most kids would necessarily notice it at nine or ten years old. But like, do you need a kid's bop version of a suicide song? Doesn't seem like it. It seems like that know. one you just skip and do one of her other tunes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Suicide is because is has become a thing. I mean, it has. It is uh, really especially the, the last couple of years. Yeah, the suicide yeah. rate in this country. Uh, you know, I, I went on Instagram. I posted something and just uh, Hannah and I screwed around and said that I was in Phoenix for the Billie Eilish concert. Oh my gosh, my Instagram posts were all like, "She's from the devil. She's." Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really serious uh, backlash on it. And I mm. thought, you know, you should you should read uh, about or not not just take the songs yeah. uh, for what they're saying, but what the message is behind the songs. I, what I like about her, I like her brother better. I mean, you know, I don't mean it that way, but I mean, he's he's really positive he's got a new album out called optimist it's one of the better albums i've heard uh in a long long time he's great and his lyrics are all very philosophical and positive Mm. um and that's where you get the balance she had a dream i thought it was a nightmare he's the one that said no no no, you're safe you're safe that's pulled her out of yeah he pulled her out and that song is the split between the two and why she's so intent on making people know this isn't normal to feel this way do you think you you have to have people mm -hmm. that tell you you're okay do you think when she looked out in the audience and saw you she reconsidered i Uh, okay. Um, almost every day we hear about another major corporation that has gone woke, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda, funding organizations that seem to hate this country, traditional values, the Constitution. That's why Patriot Mobile is here. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers do. They get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile. They have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports the organizations that fights for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just want to give you a flashback, see if this sounds familiar, from 1978. 
SNL. Inflation is our friend. <laughs> For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be $568,000. Think what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. Everyone will feel like a big shot. Wouldn't you like to own a $4,000 suit and smoke a $75 cigar, drive a $600,000 car? I know I would. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation-caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now, you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, Hi, this is Gemma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a million. Million. Millionaire, I guess is what yeah. <laughs> it ended. Amazing. That is, does this sound familiar at all? Yeah, uh, it's modern monetary theory. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> they, they, that, it, it people really keep is. giving credit to these obscure economists. It was Dan Aykroyd, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, uh, I'm going I'm to teach you something that I learned over the weekend about our money. It's amazing. This Next. is the Glenn Beck.